I got some awesome to follow up John's message last week. John's message last week was talking about John's message last week was talking about God the Father or Abba Father. You guys remember what Abba meant? Anybody? Daddy literally means daddy, right? So that was John's message last week. It was awesome. It was amazing. So I'm going to follow that up tonight, and I'm going to talk about how Jesus is the good shepherd. I'm going to talk about how Jesus is the good shepherd. Jesus is going to tell you himself. We have a video. So this entire message is based off of one chapter. It's from John, the New Testament, John 10. So this is John's account of what Jesus said in this teaching. So we are going to not watch Goat Busters, and we're going to watch The Good Shepherd, and we're going to listen to Jesus quote all of John 10. This is Jesus' teaching about why he is the Good Shepherd. He's using the parable being a shepherd, okay, describing himself. Here we go. But climbeth up some other way. The same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling, and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth. The wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hiring fleeth, because he is an hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold, and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No man taketh my life. But I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. 
This commandment have I received of my Father. Awesome. That was great. Cool. That was Jesus talking about how he is the good shepherd. It's an awesome teaching that Jesus did. So pray with me, if you will. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for tonight. God, I just, we worship you, God. We love you, Father. Thank you for this amazing teaching. God, I just pray that you uh, be with us now, God, in, in this time, Lord. <clears throat> be in this room right now. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place, Lord. I just pray for open hearts and open minds tonight, God. Let us concentrate on, on this message, this teaching that you have for us about how you are the good shepherd, God, how you are a good father, how you love us so much, God, that you lay your life down for us. We thank you so much for that, Father, and just be with us now and anoint this, this time, God, and we love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah? Amen. Awesome. So that was a great video. How many of you guys enjoyed that? I thought that was pretty cool. The guy playing Jesus was great, right? Yeah? Looked pretty cool. How many of you guys like basketball? Yeah? Basketball? Where have we got some fans of basketball? Right? I think we got more basketball fans over here than we do over here. Basketball? Overrule? Oh, come on now. I, I love basketball. When I was in high school, I played basketball. I loved basketball. That was like my sport. That was my thing. I wasn't into football. I was into basketball. I liked basketball a lot. Hey, please listen. Thank you. Um, so I played a lot of basketball, and I played for Coast Union. <clears throat> Coast Union basketball. This is my high school jersey. I kept it. I said, throwback? I said, I am keeping this jersey. So I played my freshman year. We didn't win that much. Sophomore year, that was a tough year. It was a tough year. We didn't do so good. We, we only had like five, six players, and it takes five people to play on the court, right, to form a basketball team, so it was rough. If somebody was sick or they couldn't make it, it we had to go down and just play four on four. It's legit. It's really good. But, okay, so I had a, I had a basketball coach, okay? So he was entrusted to be my coach, right? He was hired. Well, we couldn't really, like, we didn't really pay him too much. The school didn't have tons of funding, but he was our coach. He was assigned to my team. He was the JV basketball coach. The Broncos is what we are. The Broncos, he was assigned to be our coach, and so we trusted him, right? As you would with any of your coaches. You put your trust in him. You rely on him, right? But my experience with my coach wasn't very good. He wasn't a very good coach. He got the job done. I mean, he was a coach. He did coach us. He got us through the basketball season, sort of. He, um, he made lots of mistakes, though. He would miss practice. So we'd just practice and do our own drills. We'd do our own thing. And then when he would be there, he'd run us real hard. And he used to push us so hard, he would say, we're not stopping until somebody would throw up. So, and he'd get mad when people would stick their finger in their throat and like throw up because that's faking it. So he wanted to just push us harder and harder. So he started getting real intense around halfway through the season. So we were 0-5. Hadn't won a game yet. Wasn't looking too good. And uh, he, he started getting more and more rough. Um, he threw a couple chairs during games. Would just like take a chair from the bench and like throw it out there and stuff. He was hardcore. He was pretty rough, you guys. It was really hard to play for him, honestly. It was hard to be a player on his team. It was hard to perform well because I was worried about that. Um, 
he started pushing us a little bit harder. He would, when you'd come off, he'd grab your jersey and, like, throw you into the seat and stuff. Parents started getting mad and everything. Um, yeah, it was rough. One time, um, one time during a game, I think at that point we were probably 0-9 towards the end of our season. We were down by, like, 30 points. We were losing, but we were trying, right? We're trying our best. And this player, I'll never forget him, he missed a, like a really easy layup, like he got a steal, and then he was like, I got this, and he went for the layup, and he just like missed it. And you know how that happens? Like, you just missed the, you missed the layup. It's like the, one of the easiest shots in basketball is just like set it up there, and the guy, JV, come on, man, he missed it. So bummer that he missed it, but the coach got really mad, and he called the guy out, put another dude in, so the bench was all empty. But he, as the player came off, I'll never forget, he grabbed him right in the like, neck and shoved him into his chair and when he hit the chair he fell back and hit his head and lost consciousness for like five ten seconds was out he's a rough coach and then that player i'll never forget this game you guys that player he stood up after he gained consciousness honestly and stormed right out the gym and started walking home he walked from paso halfway to cayucas he was going home and before a parent a parent finally picked him up. I will never forget that. I was like, dude, that is so intense. I'll never forget. I'll never forget that coach that he did that. It was insane. I like I remember everything about that event. Like I remember I remember like man, the game, I remember being down. I remember just feeling so bad about it. I'll I'll even remember the the number of the player. It was number 24. I'll never forget him. <clears throat> So that was a rough game, but it kept going on, and we went 0-12. We went 0-12. Our basketball coach quit at the end of the season. He said, I'm done. I'm not coming back to you guys. So the guy, the whole reason I'm telling you this, the guy who's entrusted to us to be the coach was not very good. He didn't take care of his flock. He, he bailed on us. He, he left us. He even hurt us. He missed stuff, and so we didn't do good. We didn't have a good leader, so we were just lost. And that walk home, you guys, when I was walking home, when number 24 was walking home, sorry, I felt so lost. I was like, dude, my favorite sport is now like the worst sport. I got thrown out of the game, literally. I felt terrible. I needed somebody to take care of me. I needed somebody to help me. And isn't that, like, perfect for life, though? Because, like, have you ever been disappointed by somebody who's, like, entrusted to take care of you before? Like, it happens. They're just not able to be the best. They're not able to be there for us. But what Jesus, the whole point of what Jesus is talking about is that Jesus is comparing himself to being a good shepherd. So Jesus, um, when I, I'm sorry, when I looked up good, in the Greek, Greek had two different words. The Greek language has two different words for the word, for the English word good. So let's go to that, the first one. Agathos is the first definition for the word good in Greek. Agathos, everybody say agathos. Agathos means you're good at a given position. So you could say my coach was kind of agathos, right? He was 
I mean, he kind of did, he did the job. He, I mean, he still coached us. He's just plain and simple. He's good at a given position. That's it. It doesn't go anything further. That's literally the, the definition right there. But there's a second definition for the word good in Greek, and I thought it was really interesting. The next word, kalos. Everybody say kalos. Kalos. Kalos has a long definition, and it's in the same language. It's for the same word. Kalos, beautiful, praiseworthy, amazing, high in value. Look at that definition. Kalos, describing good. But that one has a whole lot more value, a whole lot more weight. And when Jesus says that he is the good shepherd, I want you guys to know that Jesus is the Kalos shepherd. He is all of those things. He's beautiful. He's praiseworthy. He's amazing. He's high in value. Jesus, and he is fully Kalos. And Kalos encompasses Agathos, but Agathos does not encompass Kalos. You can't be Agathos and, and, and be Kalos at the same time. So my coach was definitely like barely even Ag Agathos, right? But Jesus is Kalos. He's, he's higher in value. So I want you guys to know that, that, that Jesus is the Kalos type of shepherd when it means the Greek. So sheep, why do you think Jesus was talking about how, I mean humans, literally, Jesus is saying the word are sheep, and he's like a shepherd. And any of you guys wonder about that? Sheep is actually perfect to describe us, if you think about it. We're weak animals. I mean, sheep are weak. They're unintelligent. They, they do whatever they want. They, they can't really save themselves. They don't know where to get water. They don't know where shelter is. They're, they have no defense mechanisms. They can't defend themselves if something attacks them. So they're pretty weak. They're in need of being saved. And see, in the old days, <laughs> in, in the old times, in Israel, shepherding sheep, like being a shepherd, wasn't like respectful. It wasn't like, high, like highly held as a respectable job. So if you were a shepherd in like old times, you probably weren't like the most high held, most highly respected person. You were probably a hired hand. Remember when Jesus was talking about a hired hand? There's a difference between being Jesus, a good shepherd, a Kalos shepherd, and being a hired hand. A hired hand is not going to lay his life down for the sheep. Jesus, a Kalos shepherd, lays his life down for sheep. So Jesus uses this parable, and he says that he's the good shepherd. <laughs> and it was really like totally off the wall that Jesus would say that and compare himself. Like, I mean, God with skin on comes to the earth and says, I'm a shepherd. That's like lowering his rank. But he was using it, and it was like perfect to describe how, how much God loves us. It was like absolutely perfect. Um, Isaiah 53, 6. Let's go to that. This is what Isaiah said. This is in the Old Testament. This is before Jesus came. So the prophet Isaiah said this, long before Jesus came to the earth and talked about being a good shepherd. This is what Isaiah said. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us have turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him, laid it all on him. Isn't that true? As sheep, like humans, people, we go astray. We leave God, and we turn our own way. 
And so the Lord lays everything down on him. Him is the Kalo shepherd. It's Jesus having everything laid down on top of him. Jesus carries all of our weight, carries all of our sin. But he willingly, this is the big difference, is that Jesus willingly lays his life down. Willingly. Not forced to. He willingly does it. And you see, guys, each and every single one of us need a shepherd. When I was on my walk home, I needed a shepherd real bad. I didn't have one right then. I needed one really bad. And Jesus can be that shepherd. He's the ultimate. He's the Kalos shepherd. Back in the day when wolves would come and attack sheep, they were defenseless. Most of them would get killed. They'd scatter. They'd just run away. And the shepherd who would be taking care of them, he'd bail. He would leave. He'd be like, hey, that ain't worth it. I ain't getting bit by no wolf. I'm out of here. I'm not losing my life. These are just sheep, right? But when Jesus talks about when wolf shows up, that he'll knowingly lay his life down. He'll protect us. He'll always, always be there to get us. He'll always be there to protect us. Jesus even goes on to say that he knows his sheep. And Jesus knows his sheep so much. And he loves them so much that he even does another parable like this. Next one, Luke. It's a long one. I'm going to read starting at four. This is Jesus talking to some Pharisees, and this is a really awesome parable that perfectly relates. Jesus says, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep, and he loses one of them. Doesn't he he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when when he finds it, he joyfully puts it around his shoulders and goes home. And then he calls his friends and his neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. So Jesus is saying that he's that shepherd. He will go after the one lost sheep, meaning everybody's taken care of in the pasture. I'm going to go after the lost sheep. That's what Jesus does. He goes after the lost sheep. This is 100% real. This is a perfect parable. And those, I guarantee you those tax, the tax collectors and the Pharisees stuff were probably like, what? That doesn't make sense. You're going to leave all 99? Like most people would probably be like, forget that one lost sheep. That thing's going to go walk off a cliff. He's dead. He ain't worth it. But no, Jesus is a Kalo shepherd. He's good through and through. He cares for you. He loves you so much that he'll go after that one sheep. He'll completely go after that one sheep. Sheep are not very good at knowing how to, what, what's the main thing that sheep do? They graze, right? They eat grass. They cruise around. Some sheep aren't even good at that. They graze right off a cliff. Sheep will walk off cliffs because they don't know what they're doing. Sheep will literally die of starvation because they can't find more, more grass. They can't drink enough water. They can't find shelter. They don't know how to survive. So all sheep are in need of a, of a shepherd. A, not, just a, not just an Agathos shepherd. We're in need of something more. We're in need of a Kalos shepherd. Let's go to Psalm 23. I'm almost done. David says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. 
He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me and your rod and, and your rod and your staff. So David is saying, he's like praising God and saying, God, you're my shepherd. You lead me into, into paths of righteousness. And even though he's going to walk through a valley of a shadow of death, it's like a, a severe addiction, a severe issue, a severe sin. He's not, you don't have to fear any evil. You don't, because you know that God is with you. That's what David is saying. The shepherd loves his sheep so much. The shepherd is absolutely perfect at knowing his sheep, because he created his sheep. The same God that put every single star in the sky, that knows every single grain, sorry, that placed every single grain of sand in the entire world, absolutely loves you. He knows you by name. He's knitted you in your mother's womb. He's calling your name. And what Jesus says in John chapter 10 is he says, when I call my sheep that know me, when I call them, they know me by my voice. Like a whole group of sheep. Have you guys ever heard that? A whole group of sheep can be like mixed up. And when the, when the shepherd calls the, with, a, with a special whistle, all the sheep will scatter and come right, right to him and it's amazing because they do know how to go right to his voice. And so that's what Jesus is saying is that they know my voice. But when they follow a stranger, they're just going to run around. They're going to run away because they don't recognize a stranger's voice. God is our shepherd. He loves us. He's going to pursue us. He's going to go after us. He's going to leave all the rest. They're taken care of. He's going to go after us. So have you, my question to you guys is, have you, do you know his call? Have you accepted his call? So we're going to talk about that in our uh, groups here in just a minute. Um, honestly, I just, want, I just want to be honest. Like The fact that Jesus is the good shepherd, that he's a Kalo shepherd, that, that he loves us so much, that he can be there, that he guarantees it, that he knows my name, I don't have to worry. It's like freeing. Honestly, when you press into that, when you give God your life, it's freeing, you guys, to know that God's always going to guide me. He's always going to protect me. He's always going to be there for me. He's never going to leave me. And he's always working in my life. He's always showing me the kind of sheep he wants me to be. This parable is an amazing parable. I encourage you to reread it. It's awesome. I've read this before, and then I went over it again, and that's what God wanted me to follow up and talk about. It's absolutely amazing. God is the good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. Sure. We can